hello and um just uh just welcome to the intro for the super divorce supercast um i feel like today we kind of like had a, a little bit of a slow start and then we and then i brought up ea and we started talking about battlefront and mm-hmm. then i complained about it a little bit even though my complaint is rather minor in the grand scheme of things. My first complaint. Yeah, But then I started complaining about EA, and that kind of launched us off for a while. Yeah, and then we we went on and on about microtransactions. Yeah, so if you're a gamer, you will probably have a lot to relate to in this episode. Yeah. Uh, And then we got a little bit of horror movie talk there at the end, mostly about... Romero's Night of the Living Dead is gonna is coming to the Criterion collection. But uh, while you're listening to all that, you can check us out on the internet because we're all across it. We're everywhere. We're in your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can start at www.superdivorceme.com. Um, make sure you check out our store. While you're there, we've got CDs and cassettes for our new album action figures. And uh, t-shirts now. We've got t-shirts now, um, buttons and stickers. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got vinyls coming soon, mm-hmm. which are available for pre-order on the website. Not yet. Not yet. They will be soon, though. Okay, so yeah. you'll be able to pre-order vinyl here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, then you can find us on Facebook.com slash SuperDivorce. Uh, Twitter at Super Divorce, Instagram at Super Divorce Band. Um, you can search for us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. We are so close to being able to say YouTube.com slash Super Divorce. Yeah. Getting close. Getting close. So give us a subscribe. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Bender butt and I'm kind of trying to get onto Twitter so you can find me on Twitter at Bender butts and if you want to get at me on social media just uh, look up at Nicholas Villars and uh, that's that's it that's for it. the intro so uh, please look forward to this episode of the supercast we are not getting a divorce we are not getting a divorce hey man welcome to the super divorce supercast this is Villars and Bender Stone sober cast today. Yeah. Stone cold Steve sober. <laughs> Stone cold Steve sober cast. <laughs> no beer me. That's okay. It's a. Uh, it's kind of a strange afternoon cast. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't get together at the normal time on Thursday, and then, well, you were working late. I was working late. We had our Thanksgiving banquet. And I was under the weather yesterday. Yeah. Still kind of recovering today, um, but I feel much better. Mm-hmm. And so here we are. So here we are. Saturday afternoon. Yep. And it's it's a, it's a blustery day outside. <laughs> I haven't been outdoors but to uh, pick up a few packages that got dropped off. Yeah. It seemed fairly warm. It is warm. Out. No, it's warm. It's warm, but, but it's blustery. blustery. 
that's usually you don't usually get those two together. No, it's good tornado weather. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what the forecast is predicting potentially. Nados. So I heard. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Some tornadoes coming through. Tornadoes coming through, <laughs> right through Speedway. That's I mean that's what I heard. I don't know. Hmm. I I always feel like you know that's it's. They're always like there's gonna be a fucking tornado and then there's like never a tornado it's always there's only ever a tornado when you're not anticipating a tornado yeah when the weather channel's like bro this is good tornado (sighs) weather like you should like fucking watch out there's not a tornado but then like you wake up one morning and it's like oh my god this place was hit by a tornado last night it was so unexpected we had no idea like that's that's when you get tornadoes almost like we can't anticipate what the weather is going to do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like meteorologist jobs are all jokes. (laughs) But yeah, I don't, yeah, it's, it's just, it's like, what time is it? It's like three o'clock, but it's practically dark outside. That makes me think of, uh, when you're talking about, you brought up meteorologists just then I was watching, um, a show called Last Man Standing. You heard of it? The Tim Allen show? Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he ends up pissing off one of his wife's friends because she drags him along to a neighborhood party and he starts talking to this lady. And she was, uh, she like referred to herself as a scientist. And then he ended up finding out that she's a meteorologist and he's kind of snickering about it. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, you know, your, your job... How does it make you feel that your job could be, you know, replaced by a, a free app on everyone's phone, you yeah. know, and, and she gets very offended by it, you know, and, but it's kind of true. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. It's like you just point at fake clouds on the screen and, you know. Right. I mean, Their I'm job sh- is just interpreting, like, weather pattern data taken from satellites and robots and stuff like they don't i feel like if you look okay i'm sure that if you are a real meteorologist that you have to put your work in but if you show me a screen with like the swirls yeah and it's like red in the middle and it's kind of you know it gets like lighter as you go out and then you go to the green it's right. like i and know then you give me a, a forward progression a yeah. repeating gif yeah. Of, a, of this, like, swooping up yeah. these clouds. It's like, okay, well, all the people who are in the path of that red are going to get fucked up. <laughs> you know, like, and then everyone who's in the green area, you're okay. It's like a, a light drizzle. Yeah. Or you're going to get some flurries. Right. And then, you know, the people who don't have anything swirling over them are probably going to experience fairly Normal. clear conditions. Right. So, right. What more is there? Yeah, like, <laughs> what else do you have to? What else do you have to know? That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, all this data is compiled by satellites and robots and computers and stuff, and then you just kind of like read it aloud for the class. Yeah. So it's like your your personality is really more important. Yeah. If you can make it fun, if you can make the news or like the the forecast fun for right. people and. Maybe not everyone can do that. Maybe not everyone has the charisma to go up there and point the way you do. <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
make weather jokes. I don't know. I think my favorite, uh, well, see, I remember growing up, uh, I was called him the weatherman, Carl Nichols. I don't know if you remember Carl Nichols. No, I don't. No. He was the local weatherman at that point. I don't even know who does local weather now because I haven't watched local news in so long. Mm-mm. I have no idea. It beats me. Sorry. I don't listen to the radio <clears throat> enough to hear, like, you know, tonight on such and such, and then weatherman so-and-so will give us the forecast. <laughs> yeah. Your extended five-day forecast yeah. coming up. News is so important but dumb like I can't imagine working at a local news station I have a buddy that was a cameraman in a news station I mean I guess you just don't think about like we're so fixated on national news Mm -hmm. it's like the the stories on the local news just seem so paltry by comparison well you, you don't know, get like, like local news stories on facebook unless you're following the local news or something like yeah. that like you don't people don't share that stuff like you're just seeing what's going on in the world what's yeah. going on nationally what's going on you know at other part other places in your own state maybe but mm-hmm. you don't get you know like whatever and it's strange because you should care about what's going on locally right more than nationally or even worldwide to a degree or at least care an equal amount yeah because it's where you fucking live yeah you live in this city but no one can tell you about like their city council or what the mayor's policies are like i know um my the one thing my parents were with the local elections that were recently or whatever my parents were voting for a particular guy for judge because he was the lawyer that basically got my sister full custody of her daughter. So they were like, you know, we're voting for him because he, he helped us not have to deal with the father at Mm -hmm. all ever. So, but other than that, like, Seems like you want someone who's going to crack down the opioid epidemic. Well, they, the sheriff is. Oh, that's that's my parents have talked about that too. Is that they're really trying, um, and that the sheriff is like super. He's very open about what they're doing to fight it. You know, like it's not very undercover. He's very much like, okay, this is what we're going to start doing, or whatever, mm-hmm. and. I think they made like a huge drug bust not too long ago. Got it. Got to crack down on those crooked doctors too. Yeah. Getting people addicted to shit that they really don't need. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna mention. Um, you know, when I stepped outside earlier, I had an Amazon delivery, but it was just like a guy. It wasn't UPS, it wasn't FedEx, it was just a guy, like, in his car. My buddy was doing that. Really? Uh Uh-huh. 
if you get hired by Amazon. Oh, I think he was driving. Well, he he was working for Amazon. Yeah, he just drove to work, and they like hand you a bunch of packages, and then you just like drive them around, and then you go home. What blew my mind though is like I was imagining. Okay, well maybe they have this some new system where they're doing something like that where you can just be like an Amazon driver like Uber. Like yeah, yeah. You know, but he. He didn't have a car that looked conducive to delivering packages. It was like, it was like, I don't. It, it looked kind of like a Honda Civic, uh-huh. like a fairly small car. Right. It was like you. That guy probably was not able to get much more in his car than what he dropped off at my house. <laughs> yeah, like, I, saw, so, I saw the packages. They're rather large. Yeah. So maybe like if if he had that amount to drop off at each stop. He'd maybe be able to put like four or five houses worth in his vehicle before he would have to go back and pick up more from wherever they. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Just seems like an odd, odd thing. Strategy. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, Amazon as a company doesn't have to pay for like trucks or anything. You know, yeah, I to guess drive so. Around. Yeah. You just get people to deliver shit in their own cars. I mean, I, I guess if you. If you lived very close to like the distribution center or something, but I, don't I know. guess I, I think there's one in Kentucky, mm-hmm. but I can't imagine you're making enough money dropping packages off that would make my, sense for you. My friend lives in Mason, so I think there's got to be something, mm-hmm. some sort of place nearer some sort of routes you know nearer where you just get your packages locally yeah and then drive them around because he there's no he wasn't driving to kentucky every day i don't think but i don't know i just got let's see well i showed you you saw the picture but i i got this uh baby Selwyn figure from Dead Alive, and then uh, I got Chud too on Blu-ray. Oh, did you? Yeah, I bought them both from uh, my a friend of mine, and uh, I think he's I'll be right back. Yeah, right now he's playing a lot of drums. We were downstairs in the basement earlier, which Nick cleaned, by the way. Like it was, it was dirty as fuck, and Nick cleaned the whole thing up. And uh, set up the drums and everything. Set up my drums and dusted and hung up some cool stuff for us. And he just had to run out of the room because his son was uh, down there banging on the drums. Well, I don't know if you you guys heard it, but that's what he had to go take care of. So he'll be back momentarily. In the meantime, I'm going to play with this uh, Minecraft torch that lights up. I don't get Minecraft. Like, am I too old? But I know there's plenty of people my age that play it. But I just don't get it. It's not... It's not terribly fun for me.
you hear that? That's a warrior. I wonder if this torch would like work as a flashlight. I mean, it might kind of. It feels weird to just like sit here and talk to yourself, you know what I mean? That's why I like. I mean, I'd rather just sit in silence, but I don't want to keep you waiting that long. Even though Nick is keeping me waiting. And then, like, there's stuff I could talk about, but I want to wait for him, you know? So that he can respond. And the more I talk, I'm already starting to forget what we were talking about in the first place. Isn't that terrible? That's what all you kiddos have to look forward to, even though I'm not even that old. You can just look forward to like talking and then forgetting what you're saying in like minutes. And now I'm just sitting here trying to think of what it was and I can't. Nick's going to have to remind me. Is taking uh taking longer than I expected. That's okay. He has to deal with his son. Oh, we were talking about packages in the mail. It's a cool torch. Telling tales of the torch? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. A little bit I was. Yeah. So we were talking about what packages, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I got Chud too, but I got like uh, a bunch of I think where I was going with it, I'm not really sure where I was going with it, but I think where I was going with it was I still have like a buttload of packages headed my way mm. by the end for the for like the rest of the year, really. Which is exciting. Do you know uh, which one you're looking forward to the most? I don't know if I'll have it by the end of the year. 
but I really I like really want the Suspiria Blu-ray that I got from Synapse but in the next week or so I should be getting that Silent Night Deadly Night Collector's Edition from Screen Factory because mm-hmm. when you pre-order stuff from them they ship it two weeks before the release date yeah. <coughs> in time for the holidays yeah Oh, I think it releases like the first week in January or something, or maybe the mm. second week in or January, December, mm. uh, second week in December. So like it should come last week in November or something like that, maybe. How did your banquet go? Really well, like fucking killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I kind of went into the day like not freaking out but I was just like okay like I don't really know how this is gonna go and then like two hours in I was like what am I even worried about mm-hmm. so yeah it was good everything was really good that's good so your staff handled everything okay and mm-hmm. yeah for yeah. the most part I you know I still need staff but we no we, complaints from the old folks no. No. Oh, so are you, uh, do you see Esther again these days? Yeah. Uh, yeah? Mm-hmm. How's she doing? She's the same. Yeah. Same old, same old. The other day, she came walking into the dining room, you know, and uh, she doesn't use a walker or, like, I think she has a cane, but, mm-hmm. you know, she's still pretty mobile. But anyway, she comes walking into the dining room, and her table's probably, like, kind of in the middle of the room. And she's walking, and she's walking. She gets to her table. She pulls out her chair. She, like, you know, slowly sits down. Her butt hits the chair, like, and she just shouts, like, why hasn't anyone taken my order yet? I have been here for 20 (laughs) minutes. And I was like, just fuck you. (laughs) Like, I mean, she doesn't know. But, yeah, yeah, as soon as she sat down, well, what? Why hasn't anyone taken my order yet? I've I've been sitting here. I've been here for twenty minutes, and I was like, yeah. And just had she been there, like walking around? No, or j- no. Just... It was like front door of the dining room to her seat. I've been here for twenty minutes. You absolutely have not been here for twenty minutes. Oh jeez. <sighs> A real peach. Yep, she is. But, I mean, then it just, like, like then you take her order, and if you get her her order within, like, a minute or so, then she's just like, you are just the sweet, thank you so much, you're a doll. It's like, I can't, I just can't. But there's a window. You have Kinda, to. Kinda, yeah. You have to get it there fast enough. Yeah, but it's on her, too, because sometimes she'll, like, order a hamburger, which mm-hmm. we cook fresh. Mm-hmm. And then, like, then she gets mad that she doesn't have her food. And it's like, well, you ordered a fucking hamburger, dude. Like, it's going to take, like, 10 to 12 minutes, probably. Maybe not that long, but... Yeah. Like, it's going to take minutes. (laughs) Minutes will be taken. Because a lot of times, you know, they're thick burgers. They're not no McDonald's patties. Yeah. Not hanging out under a lamp. No. No. They're, They're cooked, you know... Made to order. Made to order. Made to order, so they fucking take a little bit. Yeah, but she'll complain. She's like, I don't have any food yet. Well, that's because you ordered food that we have to cook. Hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, so, uh, let's see. Before we started the podcast today, we just recorded our first station ID mm-hmm. for a radio station in South Carolina. Yep. In Charleston. Chor- Charleston. <laughs> yeah. It's a radio station run by the the local library there. Yeah. The public library. Mm-hmm. But they wanted us to... We, we, they, they were playing our music. They've been playing our music, uh, or were at least in the rotation or whatever. So, uh, Nick reached out to them just to say thank you, you know, and, and they got right back to us and were like, well, you guys should record this for us and send it to us. So we did. Yeah. It was really cool. So if you're listening to, uh, was it W-Y-L-A? Yep. W-Y-L-A Charleston. Charleston's independent music source then uh, you might hear super divorce calling out wyla yeah which is exciting it's just fun it's a fun thing yeah that we never would have done if we didn't do this little radio campaign right that's turned out much better than the uh the online portion Mm -hmm. which is really you know it's like bad taste in my mouth about it (laughs) just like I haven't received a report back on, like, the online stuff for, like, three weeks. Just like, what's going on? Yeah. What am I paying you for here? Like, all this, like, like they were supposed to get us to bloggers and stuff. Yeah. And it's just, like, nothing. So. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, okay, well. I mean, even if people were turning us down left and right, like, I'd still want to know that people are turning us down left and right. Because we could use some of that still. Like, you know, we did for a couple of those little posts. We took uh-huh. the bad comments and kind of yeah <laughs> had some fun with them. Uh-huh. But it's just been quiet. So I wrote an email to the radio team the other day and told them they were doing a great job. Thanked them for their hard work. Didn't say anything about the online portion. <laughs> <laughs> Was that passive aggressive burn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi, it's me. Yeah. I want to be in the podcast for a second. <laughs> yes. What? Can I help you? Was, was mommy here? was she left again yeah she didn't get her backs oh well hmm. that's crazy yeah that's weird yeah that's weird yeah yeah she's lost her mind <laughs> guess so i think she forgot about the packs guess so all right we're gonna tell everyone hi and bye all right, there you're on the podcast now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bye. Go play your your games so we can finish up. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. <sighs> oh. So I got. Uh, so I got Battlefront Two. Hmm. Uh, did that just come out? Yesterday. 
Well, if you pre-ordered it, you could buy it on like Tuesday. Mm. But I just bought it yesterday because I was like, I'm not, I'm not in any hurry, really. Have you played it yet? I played a tad. Yes. Um, I already know I'm going to get a lot more traction out of this game than the last game because there is an arcade mode where you do the old school like you can do you know a hundred versus a hundred and you've got like ten people on your team at a time and you yeah. just play against the computer hmm. you know or you can drop it all the way down and be like one versus you know you versus a hundred and you just have a hundred lives or oh. you know or you can have two people on your team or five people whatever um I think it's ten, five, three, and one, maybe. That might be it. Um, but when I had Battle, the original Battlefront on Xbox, uh, that was back when accessing Xbox Live, I feel like, was a lot more difficult. Like, you had to... You, you really you had to, like, plug into a modem, like, use an mm-hmm. Ethernet cable, and, like, yeah. it, was a, it was a hassle to get that all set up. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I was too young. I didn't have any interest anyways. But so when I played, when I had Battlefront, that's all I did was just, just play, like, yeah. against the computer it matches. And I played it and fucking played it and played it and played it because it was so fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, so I just, I think I'll get a lot more use out of this game. There's not, like, unfortunately, there's not, like, an arcade fighter squadron mode, yeah. but... You know, that made me think, when you were talking about, like, having to plug in Ethernet cable to the original Xbox, mm-hmm. that even the uh, the first generation of 360s didn't have built-in wireless. Right. It's kind of strange to think about now, because you just take it for granted, but there was you the could... wireless adapter yeah. that you had to get... Uh-huh. And then when they came out with the, uh, whatever they, I can't remember what they called them. It wasn't, they didn't call them Slims, I don't think. Elite. The Elite, that was it. Those had built-in wireless. Yeah. And now it's like with, you know, eventually you got to the Xbox Slim and even the PlayStation mm-hmm. 3. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, we've got built-in wireless, like, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, you know, and now it's just expected. It's an expected thing now. Mm-hmm. So Skyrim came out for the uh, Switch yesterday as well. Mm-hmm. I saw Doom is out too. Did Doom come out? Yeah, I saw it at Walmart yesterday. Oh, I really want a Switch to be able to play Doom. Yeah, go. and Wolfenstein too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, did you, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say there. I think like a lot of third parties are kind of scrambling to get in on it now. Mm-hmm. When a lot of them were kind of like hands off, holding their breaths at the beginning because they just thought, "Well, this might be like the Wii U," which I can't blame them. Yeah, but but it's like just breaking all of Nintendo's records. Mm-hmm. Really happy for them. Yeah, it's good that they're back on top, and there's going to be a new Metroid Prime game. So. Mm-hmm. I just, like, I hope that it is, like, a Metroid Prime. Yeah. Not 
not a, a sort of like a upgraded side scroller. Mm-hmm. I want Metroid Prime Four, or even Metroid Prime like s- some sort of redo or remake yeah. or something like that. You know, retelling almost. It'd be cool to even get like the trilogy yeah. ported to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do that before the new game comes out. That'd yeah. be like a that'd be sweet. Good intro. So. I don't think they would do another side scroller just because they just released that one on the 3DS. Yeah. The uh, Samus Returns or something. Yeah. And I think it was kind of like a kind of a remake of um, the one on Super Nintendo. Yeah, probably. From what I heard. I don't like the side scroller Metroid games that much. Granted, I've not spent a lot of time with them. Yeah. But I have played them and I just prefer the I just I think my really my first my first introduction to the character was Super Smash Brothers mm-hmm. um, and I just thought like she was so badass like mm-hmm. just the way her, her armor looks amazing yeah. the hand cannon is just like so cool yeah you know like charging and of course when Super Smash came out like I was super into Dragon Ball Z so like charging up that giant ball mm-hmm. and like being able to fire it just like, it spoke to me at the time. Yeah. And I just always... I'm a sucker for uh, a good character design. And so then, you know, eventually the GameCube came out, and Metroid Prime was released, and that was the first Metroid game that I played. So it's like, when you go from Super Smash Brothers, spending time with the character, with Samus, to Metroid Prime, like, a side-scroller just feels weak. Yeah. You know? Like... Because Prime is so well done for a first-person GameCube game. Mm -hmm. For a first-person shooter. I mean, I don't know if I can think off the top of my head like another first-person platformer shooter. I don't know. Like... There were serious platforming elements. Well, you might put Portal. Portal. In that genre. Portal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. And I guess like some elements of uh, of the Half Life games yes. feel pretty yes platformy. Uh huh. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. FPS games that are, that are, um, yeah, they, they have that platform mechanic and it's not just run and gun. Uh huh. You know, not just blast through everything. Um, I never, I never played a lot of it, but maybe Bulletstorm. I've heard people say good things about that one. That was a Blazinski game. Yeah, I think he was, he was part of that. I, I don't know how much platforming there was in that game mm-hmm. I, there, there was a lot of like interaction with the enemies yeah but i don't know if there was much like platforming like i'm talking you know in metroid prime i'm talking like you have a double jump you mm-hmm. know you are c- climbing up levels you're going in, down you can turn yourself into the morph ball and you yeah. roll around into, into mazes and stuff you get your uh your um, laser like swing and you, mm-hmm. so you're swinging across caverns and stuff like there's a lot going on 
other than just shooting things you know, in, in Metroid. I've still never played those games. Oh my god, they're so good. Uh, how's the soundtrack? Um, Do you remember? It is... It It's like... Every bit... Of, it feels like an updated version of the old soundtrack like i don't know what the old music is Mm -hmm. but it just feels like gamecube's version of an 8-bit song yeah like what they're capable of the soundtrack is really cool lots of really cool like computer noises and stuff Mm -hmm. it's it's good i'll have to get around to those I'm, I've only played the first one, but like I, I think I've, I've told you before, but I've beaten the first one probably two or three times, which is like a lot mm-hmm. for me for a game. For someone who typically does not finish games. For someone who doesn't typically finish games, I've beaten Metroid Prime a couple times. And it's really good. I think possibly maybe tonight... Um, my friend Timmy is going to sell me his GameCube, which oh. I'm going to flip. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm buying it is because he's also selling his games, which are Melee, Wind Waker, um, Master Quest, and Tales of Symphonia. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> he wants one twenty for it all, so you're thinking about taking it and then I know I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it from him, keep the games, flip his, and just take his GameCube to a to like a uh, buybacks or whatever, mm-hmm. and just make a couple bucks back on it. You know, I don't think I'll get I I barely get anything, but like I don't have I already have I have a GameCube. I mean I guess oh, I get. Okay. So does Lindsay. Like, mm. I don't need three GameCubes necessarily. I don't even know how much buybacks would give you for one at this point. Probably. Do you have a GameCube? Mm-hmm. Okay. As maybe... I recall, I think we only. Were, I think they were paying out like maybe fifteen dollars for it. Well, still, that's like. There. You know. Something. Then I'm only paying a hundred for this mm. whole bundle as opposed to hundred and twenty. Yeah. It's still. St- Flipping it for something. Yeah. Do you have uh, Do you have the Metroid games on GameCube? I have the first one. I found it at I got it at Epic Loot Video Games for ten dollars. I was just thinking it would probably be cheaper to buy them on GameCube than it would be to get that collection on the Wii. The collection on the Wii is expensive, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Well, it was selling for like eighty dollars when we worked at GameStop. Because mm. it, it was it was like a steel book tin mm-hmm. and it came in a tin box I had it when I had a Wii yeah I don't know what the fuck I did with it Xenoblade was another one that was selling for a lot you have that don't you mm-hmm. the second one's out for Switch is it out yet or is it I think coming, it's coming out? out yeah you should grab it just in case mm, yeah <laughs> just in case something happens I don't think I think it's a much wider release the first Xenoblade was a GameStop exclusive wasn't it yeah, that's why they, well, they were like, I can't, there was some controversy with that, where 
they supposedly found a bunch of them sitting in a warehouse and then just like distributed them to all their stores. Yeah. And then, uh, what'd they do? I can't remember why people were pissed off. People get pissed about everything now, but yeah. Trigger. <laughs> it was, I, I seem to recall them doing something kind of shady. Uh huh. As far as like the price goes and charging that much for it. Yeah. Because it was a GameStop exclusive. And then it was like, surprise, we found all these new ones. And then, um, oh, okay, that was what it was. I think they took all of those, they shipped them out to stores, and then they had the stores open them and sell them as pre-owned copies. So, for 80 bucks. So they could jack the price up to yeah. 80 Instead because of they only selling a new copy. Yeah, because new, I think they would have been like thirty nine ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. So that's, I, that's, I'm pretty sure that's what it was, which is kind of shitty. Yeah. So, because they were not pre-owned. Right. Literally coming to the store sealed. Uh-huh. And then they had everyone open them up and then put them in as pre-owned. And it was just like, that's shitty. Come on. So are you gonna try and play some Battlefront today? Probably. Yeah. Um, I started the story. I played like I got through the first mission Mm -hmm. in the story mode. So it seems it seems pretty cool. I don't know if you saw my Facebook, but the like like a minute and a half into the game. And the only, like, issue that I have so far is that they have aliens speaking basic, which is, like, English in Star Wars, you know. And it's not that aliens are incapable. Like, obviously, Admiral Akbar speaks basic. And, you know, plenty of other aliens speak basic. The Kaminoans, whatever. But... It was just the fact that the first alien you see is a Sullustin, which is Nienub, you know, mm-hmm. Lando's friend, mm-hmm. with the big, yeah. that guy. Yeah. And, like, so the first, that's the first alien they show in the story mode. It's a cutscene, and he not only speaks basic, but, like, speaks basic with no accent. Hmm. And I was like... The literal design of his face would probably lend itself to an accent, (laughs) at least. Yeah. And, like, especially since that race doesn't speak basic in the movie. Like, there are prominent scenes with Nienub in uh, Return of the Jedi where he's just, you know, blubbering and Lando understands him lando can speak it so mm-hmm. or whatever can understand it so he's replying yeah like just just give me subtitles mm-hmm. make the him say and then like give me subtitles and then the human in the room can also understand him. Right. like and then like you're running you're running through and it wasn't a it wasn't as bad because it wasn't a cutscene, but like the enemies that come at you like i can tell are 
randomized because I died once and then there were different people like and they they randomize like uh, gender skin color and whether or not they're an alien it mm-hmm. seems like but it even still it bothered me that one of the enemies came running forward and was like you know she's over here or whatever and it was a Corin, mm-hmm. which are um if you can remember the Jabba's palace scene the thing that looks like it has a squid for a head yeah that's a Corin. they live on mon calamari with admiral akbar's people admiral akbar's people live on the on the surface of the ocean and then the Corin live under the ocean and he just like like you have fucking tentacles for a mouth like yeah. you can't just clearly <coughs> speak basic yeah. like that you know yeah it's just like they, like they stressed so much how much detail they were putting into it and how they were like scanning original props and blah 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 and but then you can't make them speak their own fucking language like it's not it sucks it seems like if you're gonna go through the trouble to make all the the visuals that you know true to the movies and source material that you would take the extra time to get those details down yeah because the same people who are going to appreciate the visuals probably would appreciate the stuff that you're talking about too yeah and will take issue with that disparity you know because it's like i mean you're a fan but i feel like if you're creating the game you should be on that level where you're you're bothered by something like that. Yeah, like you who? Know? Like how many people had to watch the opening cutscene and be like, "Oh yeah, this guy speaking English is fine." Just like Pikachu speaking fucking English in the new Pokemon movie. Mm. Like what the fuck? Like I don't even care about Pokemon that much. Yeah, and I'm just like, how many people? Like how many people approved this decision? They all need to be fired. Like every one of them. None of them should ever work on Pokemon ever again. Making Pikachu speak fucking English. So he talks just like Meowth. Yes. In the new Pokemon Pikachu I Choose You movie. Mm-hmm. Or some, or Pokemon I Choose You movie. Yeah. It's like brand new. And at the very end... Uh, the same shit that happens in like the first movie where like Mewtwo and Mew clash and turn Ash to stone or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like the same bullshit happens, but Ash like dives in and saves Pikachu. And then uh, there's like a great video online of like somebody's like recording in the theater uh, on probably like opening night or something. But he saves Pikachu from like this blast and Pikachu's like hurt really bad. And he tries to, like, get him to go into a Pokeball. And Pikachu, like, won't do it. He won't go into Pokeball. Which, like, I didn't think they had a choice. Yeah. Like, I thought you just, you know, if they were yours, you just Pokeball them. Yeah. So, anyways, Pikachu's, like, laying on the ground, like, hurt as fuck. And Ash is just, like, crying. And he's like, why won't you get in your Pokeball? Why won't you ever get in your Pokeball? And Pikachu just, like, rolls over. And it's just, like... Because I just always want to be with you, Ash. And, and so, like, that happens. 
and this video that I saw like from in the theater, uh, he like rolls over and says because, and there are like audible like, <gasps> and then like people there's like murmuring, you know, yeah. like people are like what is, yeah, and then you hear him, you hear Pikachu go. Uh, because I like always want to be with you, and some dude just goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then people start booing, and other people are like yelling, "No, no, no!" It's <laughs> so funny. But I was just like, "Yeah, same thing." Yeah. Who? How many people approved that? Because it just doesn't. That just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. <sighs> Maybe they thought that Pikachu would appeal to more people. If, but, like, how much bigger do you want a character to be? Everyone yeah, knows and loves the Pikachu. Pokemon. Pikachu yeah. is the Pokemon. Yeah. You don't need to make Pikachu speak perfect English, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. That reminds me of when they went to... Uh, they went from Blue's Clues to Blue's Room. Did you ever see that? I I don't know if I've ever seen an episode, but I like remember. Mm. Yeah, wasn't Blue's Room? Blue was like lie. Li- it was like puppets. It mm. wasn't felt anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Blue could talk. Stupid. In Blue's Room. Stupid. Yeah. No. That's just... you know. No, your Blue character, did... your character blows up and gets over with all these kids with nothing but. That's what I was gonna say. And everyone's <laughs> fi- everyone's fine with it. Yeah, and it's like you know what we really need though. We need, <laughs> we need Blue to talk just like everyone else. We need Pikachu to talk. Like, you know, it's... It's, there's just no, there's just no reason. There's no reason for it. Did you see all that, uh, <laughs> that bullshit about, um, EA has the most downvoted comment on Reddit of all time? No, what was it? Really? Um, so people <laughs> were complaining that the price for, to unlock, like, heroes and weapons and stuff mm-hmm. was too high yeah. in Battlefront 2. And people were, like, sitting down and doing the math. Oh, I did. And they were like, you have to be number one in, like, every match for, like, 40 hours Mm -hmm. to be able to afford to unlock, like, Darth Maul or something, you know? And so EA posted on Reddit and just basically said something to the effect of, we want our players to, like feel accomplished and feel proud of themselves when they get to a point where they can unlock things and la di da di da and it got downvoted like 68,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> like uh 68,000 people were just like fuck <laughs> you. And, uh, and then they immediately backpedaled and, mm-hmm. like, lowered the cost of all the heroes and everything yeah. by 75%. Yeah. But then I also saw somewhere, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I saw that somebody was like, 
don't believe the hype. EA reduced the cost of heroes, but they also reduced the amount of credits you earn per, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it still is going to take, like, a long time to unlock things. Yeah. I think, for example, I mean, and I'm only playing, I only played arcade, so I don't know if you get more points being in uh, online mode. Yeah. But I played a whole, like, arcade round, (coughs) and I only walked away with, like, 125 points or something, and to unlock your first hero like the most basic hero which is just like an elite trooper yeah is like five thousand credits so Mm. i would have to play like 30 arcade rounds just to be able to be just to be able to afford to unlock the most basic hero this is what i was uh i just read this the other day that unlocking everything in battlefront 2 requires 4528 hours or $2100. I like how do you justify that? Like I don't know. You know? Yeah. That's Who's, part for like okay, so they could say, well, you don't you don't have to pay for all this extra stuff and it's like fair enough, but who wants to play your fucking game for 4528 hours? I mean, I feel like it's a big deal that probably over the course of almost 15 years now, I guess, that I would say I put close to 500 hours into Oblivion all the times that I've played it. Mm -hmm. And I know people have put more time than that in certain games, but like non-MMO type games, like that's a good amount of time to something that has a a story that finishes yeah after a while and then to go back and play it again you know it's like there's so much to do but it's all there in one game and you paid one price for it and then it's like you you play it yeah and then you unlock stuff you find things you buy things within the game you know but to require a player to spend that much time with your game I mean no one's gonna do that no even people who are playing it daily that's just like it's insane mm-hmm. I, I feel like that makes me want to do some math here for yeah. I mean you know talking about this like I didn't, I really didn't look into anything before the game came out. Like, I just, it's Star Wars, you know? Yeah. Which I'm sure is what they were banking on. Mm-hmm. But, like, after I saw that shit about unlocking and stuff, and then, like, when I, getting the game, like, I, almost, like, I, I'm, I'm glad that I have it because there's that arcade mode and there's a campaign but I almost wish that like I hadn't bought it because EA is like, like really fucking people over. Yeah. Well, here you go. If you played Battlefront every day for 12 hours, you would finally be able to unlock everything 
on day 377. You would have to play Battlefront 12 hours a day for 377 days to be able to unlock everything in that game. Okay, well, but it's no. like, well, then it's like, but does that does that account for whether you're good at the game or not? I think that's that's just saying like, yeah, I guess if you're if you're playing at a somewhat optimal level, around 4,500 hours. Uh-huh. If you're not very good, yeah, it like take what you if much you suck? Longer. Like, I suck. Yeah, I am not good at it. Yeah, you know, I was having not, I didn't die at all, but I was still having a hard time like with the AI on rookie, you yeah. know, just because I'm not very good at aiming. Like I'm, they're running, they're moving target and I'm just like shooting over their shoulder the whole time. Like another way of putting it, if you played the game for four hours, every single day of your life, it would still take you three years to hit that number. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I'll that's, just, maybe I'll just trade it in. <laughs> That's basically, you're banking on no one ever doing that. You only put it there so you can say, well, you can unlock everything without paying for it. Right. But you know no one's going to do that. And this doesn't even include the DLCs I'm sure they're going to come out with that are going to cost another $30. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say, and I I did it because I had it pre-ordered, but I will say I should not have bought the deluxe edition what came with it nothing nothing like fucking i don't know i just steelbook or anything no it just comes with like a download code for like some extra star cards Mm -hmm. and like uh something or other like automatic blade mastery for like yoda or something like that Mm -hmm. and then automatic mastery for something else and then like three star cards or some shit and then uh i saw a sign on um gamestop's window that was like uh start your game with more get like fifteen thousand credits plus like Darth Maul and like these star cards or whatever Mm -hmm. and I didn't I didn't like know how to get that it wasn't until I got home that I realized I I picked up the game on the front of the game there is a sticker that you peel off and so they're basically saying here's the game let's say it's the basic edition so it's $60 I don't even know how much it was but it's like Here's the game. If you want to start off with an advantage, peel this sticker off and pay fucking more. <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. Like, right off the bat, they're like, here, you can have this, but you have to pay for it. Not a pre-order bonus. Not a, thanks for picking up the game, scan this for, you know, a free code to unlock this stuff. Like, yeah. I assume that it's like, peel this sticker off and pay an extra $30 to start your game off right. Mm-hmm. Sad. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I I renewed my Power Rewards membership when I bought the game, mm-hmm. but I spent like 96 essentially like $96 on Star Wars Battlefront, and I'm like, never again. Like, if Battlefront 3 comes out, standard yeah. edition. Like, 
hardcore standard edition. I'm not yeah. paying anything extra for it, you know, because I think the game is. I think it's worth buying, but like, don't fucking spend a lot of money. Like, wait till it's pre-owned. Do they do like blind loot packs? Mm-hmm. In Battlefront, is that how it works too? They do die now because every fucking game has to have a loot drop. Yeah, and the whole randomized thing is such bullshit. Yeah, it's basically like gambling. Yep. You know, you're putting money in, you pull the lever, and then see what you get. And half the time, you you're getting stuff, it. or you get stuff that you already have. Yeah. Because it's not like you get this thing and then you'll never get it again. It's like you could get the same thing five pulls in a row if you will yeah. you know and it's just like I don't know it's just it seems a little sleazy to me yeah. it's I it's when when I saw the the loot drop thing mm-hmm. I was like are you fucking kidding me like Overwatch has to have fucking loot drops Destiny has fucking loot drops I mean Destiny well Destiny makes sense mm-hmm. and I guess Overwatch too but it just, just everything, everything is now, we're only going to give you a little bit, and then you play for a little bit, and we'll give you some random shit mm-hmm. that you might like and you might not like. It would just be cool if you went back to the good old days of having like a store, and it's like your XP is your currency, or something like that, or you get currency for, that's equivalent to, you know, certain experience points. And then you go to your store and you see everything you could possibly unlock in the game. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, I'm going to save up so I can get this. And you like yeah. make that your goal. Instead of, well, I guess I'll pay $5 for another loot drop and hope that I get yeah. this thing that I want. That's what, like, I mean, that's, that's what like the first Battlefront had. You just saved up credits to unlock shit. Yeah. That's all. You saw everything you could unlock. You fought the good fight, you earned your credits, and then you unlocked it when you mm-hmm. got there, you know? I unlocked, like, every rifle in that game because I would, like, make enough credits from Fighter Squadron. Mm-hmm. So I got every rifle. Yeah. Like, I unlocked a buttload of star cards just getting credits. Like, you can't do that anymore. Now you just now you just get fucking loot drops. There's not... I don't even know if there's a... I haven't, like scrounged around a lot because I I only spent about 45 minutes with the game Uh, but I don't even think there's like a store option Mm -hmm. it's like you can you get a daily login crate and then you get like uh, probably match ending crates but then you can buy like hero crates part crates or and one other kind of crate and I'm like (laughs) I don't it's 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 too much I you know like, I feel like I will never play as Darth Maul because I'll never make enough credits to unlock him. Well, it's, it's, uh, I guess it gives one hope that there are games coming out where companies are avoiding that approach, I guess. Like, you know, in Mario Odyssey... There are all these different costumes and things you can unlock for Mario, but you unlock it by earning stuff, earning credits within the game. Yeah. You know, there's no microtransaction bullshit with that. Right. 
Well, I don't know how much microtransactioning. How much microtransactioning does Nintendo really do? Like, was there a bunch for Mario Kart? No, not a bunch. They but had, like, they had like, they had some DLC, but as I recall, it was not. It wasn't like they had everything ready when the game came out, and then just withheld, withheld it. it. Yeah. So it was like really an add-on that they charge for, which is fine. That's like the old expansion pack. If it felt know? like a full game to begin with, but mm-hmm. then they were just like, hey, here's a little something extra. Yeah. Or like the stuff with, you know, uh, Breath of the Wild, you know, there's stuff coming out, but that was like 20 bucks, I think, for the all the DLC uh-huh. as it's released. No big deal. Really. Right. But it's just this constant prodding where it's like, uh, you want to you wanna get the whole game? Huh? Yeah. You got to keep paying up, you know, like two years after you've purchased the thing. Yeah. It's just a little, a little much. I just like, like I don't said. know anybody that like by the time the third or fourth DLC comes out mm-hmm. that they're like, oh my God, this DLC redefines the whole game and yeah. makes it worth playing again. Like, Call of Duty, Battlefield, Battlefront, like, all of these games that have these, like, multi-pack DLCs, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know anybody that's like, this pack is, like, so worth it, we we gotta start playing again. Yeah. We have to get back into this, Mm -hmm. because the new pack is out. It's, everyone's always, like, by pack four, everyone's like, I don't fucking care anymore. Like, I'm already playing this game. Yeah. I'm already playing something else. Like... And I don't know when it's going to stop, you know. Well, I mean, they said they're going to put microtransactions in Red Dead 2. I don't even know what the fuck, like, why? It's got to be like, it's got to be like GTA, like you can buy, you know, the shark cards, yeah. and then, you'll, then you get in-game currency, and mm-hmm. then you can buy more stuff in-game. You want a new cowboy hat? Well, you got to fucking pay for it. Yeah. I don't know with GTA for some reason in GTA like I get it mm-hmm. like but I think they figured out unfortunately it's like I don't know I guess like if people are willing to pay for that shit then as a company if you're trying to increase profits you might be like well then fine mm-hmm. we'll put it in because people are going to they're doing it so but then at the same time is there like a is there a responsibility on the part of the game developer to uh you know not exploit that whatever weakness and mm-hmm. in the player's psyche you know like mm-hmm. i said it's almost like gambling you know i think people just feel like they they need to keep doing it and then they do and you have to be able to control yourself but at the same time like it's just something about it seems like I said a little sleazy to me yeah well I don't know perhaps if people stop paying for the shit they won't though I didn't I didn't I bought the game I spent you know, eighty eighty dollars on it. Yeah. 
So, I mean, like, I get that I'm part of the problem. But well, it's I like mean, everyone talks about how shitty EA is, but they just, their profits continue to soar year after year. And it's yeah. like, I mean, I'm sure from their perspective, it's like, okay, well, we got voted worst company, but we're at making the, same the time, most money. Yeah. So, fuck it. Like, corporate, <laughs> corporate doesn't care. No. That, I don't understand why people think that, like, corporate, any corporate, corporate anything, mm-hmm. gives a fuck. Like, they don't. They don't give a fuck. If they're making money, yeah, that's the point. You know? So, like, whatever products they're putting out, if you're going to keep buying it, they're going to keep fucking making it the same way. Because once you hit a formula that makes a buttload of money, you know... Especially if you're publicly traded... Yeah. If you are if you are a publicly traded entity, it is like by law you have to try to increase your profits. So once you hit that point, like you said, you strike upon a formula that works, even if even if it's like something that people think is shitty, you can't just say, "Well, we don't feel right about it now." Because now you have now you have an obligation to your shareholders to continue doing that, especially if it's bringing in a lot of money. You can't right. just be like, well, that maybe wasn't the best thing to do. It's like, too bad you did it and it's working, so you have to keep doing it now. Yeah. Until people stop paying for it. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they will at some point, but I don't know. <clears throat> it's not looking hopeful. No. No. Luckily, like I said, I'm I'm not terribly concerned. Like I had so much fun with the original Battlefront just playing by myself and compu- you know, against computers. Yeah. But still being on the same levels as a multiplayer mode, you know, and mm-hmm. just just going arcade. Like the arcade mode in the f- previous Battlefront, I I didn't I don't know, I didn't like it as much um this one is much more true to the original so i'll probably get more traction out of it but i think the the con like the overall um the practices that the game employs i do not like at all Maybe you can just have your fun with it the uh, the old fashioned exactly. way. Exactly. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. that I'll probably just end up you know get through the campaign, have fun with that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm planning on getting plus here, so I'll probably hop online at some point just to be on there. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm not gonna. I probably will not take the game very seriously. However, like I like I've said, I'm glad that the arcade mode is the way it is. Because I know I will play it mm-hmm. that way. Gotta make it worth it. Well, you got anything else, Coach? No. no. I got that big Halloween Scream Factory collection. Oh yeah, did you get it from Walmart? Mm-hmm. Thirty-five, thirty-nine dollars instead of sixty dollars. Not too bad. Not at all. Oh, Best Buy is releasing an It Steelbook. 
Are they? Yeah, it's available for pre-order right now. I already pre-ordered it. Ooh, I'll probably do that. Yeah, I don't pre-order movies very often, but I'll I'll probably do that one. Yes, yeah, tw- I think it's thirty bucks for uh, Blu-ray, DVD combo, steelbook. Mm. Exclu- Best Buy exclusive. Mm-hmm. I have the Best Buy exclusive Force Awakens steelbook. Got Kylo mm. Ren on the front of it. It's really nice. Did you ever pick up any of those Universal steelbooks? Yeah, Creature. Yep. The cover art is the art's by Alex Ross. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I didn't either until I looked at the case and it was like art by Alex Ross, and I was like, all right. Huh. Pretty cool. I've thought about going back to see if they have any like leftover, but Creature is my favorite, so I got at least got my favorite. Yeah, I, they're really cool, but I've got that whole collection yeah. of Universal yeah. monster movies. It's all Blu-ray like, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so it's tough to justify when you're oh, thinking get, about yeah. stuff you want to spend money on. Yeah, so. definitely. Like uh, I. Wanted to buy the uh, the Stephen King like they released a four movie collection mm-hmm. um, called like King of Horror Collection or something. I think I saw that at Fye. Yeah, well, it's only twenty four dollars at Walmart, but uh, I was looking at it and I ha- I already own three of the four movies on Blu Ray, mm-hmm. and the one that I don't own is Cat's Eye, and it's yeah. in the Walmart bargain bin. So, like, if I really wanted to, I could just fucking buy it. Yeah. And then I'd have all four in the in the pack. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm not mm-hmm. going to get that. Oh, did you see Night of the Living Dead got added to the Criterion list? No. Yeah, they're, they, um, it's getting a 4K restoration and being released... I want to say, like, soon-ish, like, January, maybe? But, yeah, Night of the Living Dead got a Criterion release. Huh. And it includes Night of Anubis, which is, like, like a work print cut of the movie. Yeah. And then it also... So there's, like, this rumored cut of Night of the Living Dead, I guess, called Night of Anubis. And it's supposed to include, like, all this unused footage. Um, But I think Romero has said before that all of that footage was ruined in, like, a flood or something. But then this, just, like, last week or something, they announced that it was was coming to Criterion that it would include Night of Anubis. So I was reading an article yesterday. I was like, well, what does that really mean? Yeah. And I think there's just, like... Some there's like an alternate scene where like I guess the zombies are coming at day instead of at nighttime. Um, there's like an extended argument in the basement or something. There's a couple extended things, but largely the cut isn't a lot, isn't much different. And then they also had to had to cut it in a certain way because the movie was shot on 35 millimeter but the scenes that they're adding in that were not included in the original are on 16 millimeter so they had to like downgrade the original movie 
to meet what they're adding in, get it all together, and then like try to restore all of it together. Okay. So they had to cut it to match the audio track. So it's like kind of different, kind of not different. But there's also, they're also including like just never before seen scenes, I think, mm-hmm. as like a bonus feature. But I don't own that movie at all. And I'm like, well, I, this is why, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Definitely going to pick that up. That's cool. I just think it's it's nice <clears throat> that Romero's on the Criterion list now. Yeah. That's really, that's really sweet. There's not that many horror movies on Criterion. I wonder if they're, uh, if they're seeing the success of some of the, the horror movies from companies like, you know, mm-hmm. Scream Factory and Arrow and whatnot. Possibly. Maybe we should get in on that a little bit, you know? Well, and I mean... Obviously, Night of the Living Dead is iconic enough. I mean, yeah. being one of the first movies to put a, a black man in a starring role like that. Mm-hmm. Not only a starring role, but a role of, of power and importance. Yeah. You know, and then also just like creating the zombie genre mm-hmm. or making it what it is, at least. Yeah. Making it what it is today. So I, I can see why it's it's on that list yeah. you know i think it definitely deserves to be on there yeah i i think that halloween did a lot for horror as a genre but i'm not sh- i i don't know i think you could make a case against halloween for the criterion list mm-hmm. but i think that night of the living dead really deserves to be on there because I think when you take into account even just like uh, you know that Night of the Living Dead is so influential in making zombies what they are yeah. today how we as a society perceive zombies we don't as a society perceive killers necessarily as michael myers yeah you know i think the impact of the film halloween did a lot for horror because it popularized the slasher genre Mm -hmm. but it didn't really affect pop culture i mean i mean wide wide widely accepted culture well maybe maybe it uh it cemented that archetype of the unstoppable killer you know yeah okay because mm-hmm. like maybe you wouldn't have had Jason Voorhees or Freddy or even Chucky the idea of this killer that just continues coming back uh-huh. after he's been killed over and over again yeah that seems to be that's the I mean, I'm sure that there are other instances of that before Michael Myers, but within the horror genre, I feel like that that series maybe popularized. That'd be interesting that to look into because I'm not sure of like 
other slasher movies that preceded Halloween mm-hmm. that had sequels yeah. that would allow for that unstoppable force to, to come through. And it's not like you even needed to get the the sequel to know because it yeah. ends with him, with Loomis looking out in the yard and Michael Myers is gone. Yeah. So it's like this, just this idea of this mysterious killer who seemingly cannot be killed, uh-huh. you know, you which, know, I th- which I think is, has become very ingrained as far as like, you know, what people generally think about when they, when their mind goes to like a, a slasher movie. Yeah. You imagine some sort of unstoppable killer who's probably going to come back for a sequel, mm-hmm. even if he's completely dismembered and burned alive and right. buried and five different spots in the world it's like something's gonna happen and he'll be back in a few years right so i think that's become uh that's become almost as customary to the slasher film as as romero's idea of the zombies has has become to the zombie genre yeah yeah Well, maybe we'll get a Criterion Halloween release. Maybe so. Oh, well. Okay. 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 Well, I guess that's about it for this week. And, um... Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll just we'll be back next week with uh, more stuff. More stuff. And well, next week is Thanksgiving. It is Thursday, so true. we'll have to either get together before or after. Yeah, we'll sort it out. Yeah, we'll sort it out. Be back, uh, hopefully with some beer in hand. Oh, definitely with beer in hand. Yeah. So, uh, you guys. Stick around for the outro. Yeah. Please look forward to it. Thanks for listening this week. Hope you enjoyed, Jess. Hope you enjoyed. Um, keep up with us at uh, our official website, www.superdivorceme.com, facebook.com slash superdivorce. Instagram at Super Divorce Band, Twitter at Super Divorce. If you want to get at me on social media at Nicholas Villars, wherever you go. If you want to get at me, you can find me on Instagram at BenderButt and follow me on Twitter at BenderButts. And that's about it. That's that's it. So I'm gonna go play Battlefront. I'm gonna go to Target. And buy Battlefront. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tempted. But I'm also tempted to buy Skyrim. And Doom. Mm. And I know I have to get uh, to buy Rabbit Litter. Mm. That's my must buy. Mm -hmm. So all else is up in the air. Right. Right. So um, everyone... Please uh, look forward to our next episode next week. And um, 
And, and we'll see you then. See ya. Bye. Bye. Super Divorce.